Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. So why don't we start Friday with something kind of awkward? And by kind of awkward, I mean extremely awkward. Awkward. But sometimes you got to have the hard conversation. Sometimes you have to have the awkward conversation. So I need to own something this morning. But before I do own it this morning, I want to flashback Friday. I want to go flashback Friday with you all with a little story. Now, we talk frequently about things that we used to do on this program, but no longer do. Different time, different host, different angles. Things that made sense back in the day do not necessarily make sense right now. As an example, the famous rat family. Pretty evident why that no longer works. I don't think I need to explain why that's no longer a thing. As much as many of you want it to be a thing and still make it a thing. And yes, that is a great riff with two T's. Rat poison. However, (laughs) I want to tell you about something else that's no longer a thing that used to be a thing and a big thing that was also beloved on the program. I came up with something that I dubbed the piece of crap club. Yes, we used to have a club reserved exclusively for human pieces of crap. Yeah, I know. Unnecessarily harsh. This is why I got rid of that too. But one of the most famous moments in the history of the POCC was when I put former Dodgers closer Eric Gagne into it because he was a gas can and he couldn't get anybody out. Therefore, he was a piece of crap to me since I was, you know, Dodger Jim. <laughs> a real good reason to call, call a person a piece of crap that he can't get anybody out. But that's how we used to roll back in the day. Anyway... To finish that thought, he couldn't get anybody out. He was a guy that would drag his gas can to the bump and just wreck games. And then all of a sudden, something happened. I don't know. The juice, allegedly. A different grip. I don't know. But he went from being that guy to the most dominant closer in the game. And he was always a good dude. So one day, I sit with Eric Gagne. I don't even know if we have the audio of it from back in the day. I sit with Eric Gagne on the show. He's on the show, and we're in person face-to-face, and I owned it because he became dominant. I said to him, my man, I really do owe you an apology. As you know, you are a member of our famous piece of crap club. And he's like six inches from me. We're having this conversation. I said, what I would like to do, he was like, oh, I know, Rome. I know. I said, Eric, what I would like to do is formally apologize take you out of the piece of crap club and put myself in, in your place. He's like, I appreciate that, Rome. You know, because accountability, ownership, I demand it and I hate hypocrisy. So that's exactly what happened back in the day. So why am I going story time off the very top of the show today? Because I find myself in a similar position right now. Because yesterday on this very show, I called the Bears garbage. I called them garbage during the Big Head Bet segment. Only to see the Bears go out and annihilate the Commanders. So the fact is, the Bears aren't garbage, but I am. I'm garbage for saying that they're garbage. Full stop. I own it completely. I'm accountable for it. I'm responsible for it. I am garbage. I am garbage. And by the way, so are the commanders for putting me in this extremely awkward position. Thanks for nothing, commanders. But I'll own it. I said it. I'm garbage. Washington, by the way, the hell was that anyway? Way to show up for a massive game at home in prime time. It's sold out Rabbit Stadium with your new owner in the house. Way to make everybody proud, fellas. And by proud, I mean the exact opposite of proud. Man, that bleep was so embarrassing and so humiliating. I was almost expecting people to ask for Dan Snyder to come back. Not that I'm putting it on Josh Harris, but that's what you do with your new owner in the house? Maybe what they really needed was their other new owner to go down to the locker room before the game and fire them all up. Because certainly nobody else did. 
Maybe they needed Magic Johnson before the game to spit fire at them the way he spit fire on the X after the game. I warned you all about this, did I not? I told you this was going to happen. I told you this was coming. I said this was going to be one of the best things ever in terms of the ownership change. Never mind getting rid of the worst owner, Dan Snyder. One of the best things about that, and that's already amazing enough, but one of the best things about this is Irv football tweets. Irv football tweets. I mean, Irv basketball tweets are rich enough. Irv football tweets. And I'm already right because check out the virtual ass-chewing that he dropped on his own employees last night. At Magic Johnson tweeted the following, and I quote, Tonight, the commanders played with no intensity or fire. We didn't compete in the first half and got down 27-3 heading into halftime. It was too big of a hole to climb out of, and that is why we ended up losing 40-20. Bam! Straightest fire ever. Damn near let that that entire town on fire. All of the district is ablaze. And per the Irv brand, greatest insight ever. I mean, you can only get insight like that from a Hall of Famer and a GOAT. Because that's what that dude does. Reach for the phone, fire up the X, and thumb out the most obvious bleep ever once again the truth is I can't figure out if he really is that oblivious or if I'm the one who is really that oblivious because he's trolling the hell out of me there's no way that dude is that oblivious there's no way a dude that successful can be that bad on that platform and that obvious except in this case that X-bomb is as accurate as it is lame. Washington didn't show up in the first half last night, and they did not play with any intensity or fire at any point in that game. And they did dig themselves way too big of a hole to get out of. But don't take my word for it. Don't even take Irv's word for it. Take the word of an absolute stud. Commander star Terry McLaurin. He didn't disagree. Terry Magic tweeted that uh, the commanders played with no intensity or fire and it's too big of a ball to climb out of. Probably say that's pretty fair. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what your intentions are, it's what you put out there on the field. So I know we don't have a lazy bunch. I don't know we don't have a non-intense group of guys, but uh, that showing is not reflective of us, but that's that's who we are. Like, we put that on tape. So um, I, I say that's a pretty fair assessment. Terry! Terry! Man, where's Mets kid when we need him? Mets kid could have broke down that performance. Terry? That's who they needed before that game. Show some f-ing emotion, you old ass. Seriously. Silly ass man. Yeah, you know, I'm not directing that at Terry McLaurin, who I love. One of my favorite guys. But Mets kid should have been in that locker room before that game. Terry? Because they didn't show any of that. Get it, Mets kid? Terry? Terry? <laughs> Sam! Chase! Ron! Terry? Look, there's no denying it. When you come out and you get boat raced the way they were by a team that had not won in 346 days, there is no excuse. There is no explanation. When you get physically dominated by 60 minutes or for 60 minutes by a team that had just lost 14 in a row... You're going to get a lot of heat, and you're going to deserve a lot of heat. You're going to get tarried. There were rumors last night that Matt Eberflus was about to get capped if Chicago lost again. I mean, whether you believe that or not, and I do, it's still never a good thing when a dude whose head is already in the guillotine comes into your house and not only wins, but kicks your ass. That's not good. That's below not good. In fact, that's totally unacceptable. Watching Washington last night made me physically ill. It brought me back to that time I was sitting in the theater with my fam watching Space 2 or Space Jam 2. 
Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Gerald McCoy. Gerald, my man, good to have you back. How are things? Uh, it's great to be here. Man, it is great to be here. Hey, listen, first off, thank you for having me back. I told you I'll come back anytime you request, and I'm free. I'm here. Secondly, we got one more day because anybody who watches college football knows that the greatest rivalry in college football is tomorrow, and I stand on that. And I'm so excited because I live in Dallas, so I'm very close to where this uh, War of Titans will take place. Oh, man, no one better. No one better. Number one, yes, you did say that you would be available to me anytime, and here you are via Zoom looking good. I love it. All right, so we are one day out. Why don't we start right there, the Red River rivalry Mm -hmm. game. As somebody who was in the middle of that thing, as somebody who played in that rivalry, What's it like to be in the middle of it? Why is it one of the all-time great rivalries in any sport? Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, Simply because it's not just the game itself and then it's over with. Um, It's a hate (laughs) of this thing that lasts throughout lifetime. And to grow up uh, as an OU fan, actually, in the time I grew up, OU Nebraska was the big thing. So I had to learn about OU Texas. But as I got older, got into high school, I started to learn like, oh, OU Texas is where it's at. And I didn't realize what it was until uh, 2004, we drove down. You know, you could have guys come up for junior day or whatever. And um, it was Adrian Peterson's first time touching the ball. He goes for 50 down the right sideline. And I said, oh, this is the game. So when you sign on that dotted line, you already know what this means that don't mean oh you you know what this means and uh pulling up to the stadium is different than walking around the state fair you know you got the fans beating on the bus they don't know who it is they don't announce like oh this is OU or this is texas they just beating on the bus oh you flipping the fan the bus off texas flipping the bus off they don't know so you figure out who people are as humans right then are you a good person bad person some people cheering some people flipping the bird but then when you run out that tunnel and it's split literally down the middle, what people don't know is the lockers are like this. OU Texas, Texas OU. So when we're getting ready to come out, we're looking at them. And there's just police officers that split us. So when people are like, oh, man, I know they'd be ready to fight. Man, listen, those four police officers cannot keep 105 mutants from fighting each other if we really wanted to. You know, So it's a great game. And uh, it's a great feeling, man. It's no better feeling when you are sooner, for sure. I don't know how the long course feel about it, but we love the experience. Gerald McCoy, that, that's an amazing explanation and breakdown of what it's like to be in the middle of that rivalry. So let me ask you this. Like you said, it's a lifetime thing. You played in three of those games. Mm-hmm. You went one and two. Mm-hmm. Now, UT fans still talk right. about that 08 game because the Longhorns upset you 45-35 when the Sooners were ranked number one. I mean, not your fondest memory, I'm sure, but since you never forget, what do you remember about that shootout between Colt McCoy and Sam Bradford? And then how long did it take to put that one beyond or behind you? Oh, no. You know, um, a win is a win, a loss is a loss. Um, In 07, when we played, everything was equal. There was no injuries on either side, and uh, all things were fair. Um, in 08, our starting linebacker, Ryan, because if you remember, 
Um, the people who know the history know that we were up 14-3 or 14-0 or something like that. They couldn't move the ball. They couldn't move the ball on us. And uh, we were walking down the field on offense. Well, Ryan Reynolds, our middle linebacker, ended up getting hurt in that game. And we brought in a linebacker, Brandon Crow, and this is no knock to him, but he hadn't played. So you play in a rivalry of this magnitude, then, uh, you know, eyes get big. And it just – Ryan was a seasoned vet. And once he went down, man, we just – they found a weak spot in our defense and then got him some momentum. And, uh, you know, they returned a huge kick in 08 that, that just swung the whole momentum of the game and we just, we just couldn't recover, man. We was putting up points, but – once they started getting momentum, we just couldn't slow them down. And the next year, Sam got hurt. So it was like, all right, we don't have our quarterback. And we only lost 16-13. And we got an interception. Brian Jackson got an interception. And we always give him a hard time for this. He let Colt tackle him. It could have been a pick six, and we win that game. So a win is a win, a loss is a loss. But I will say, they were fully healthy all across the board, all games. But I have no excuses. We lost. So, um you know, I put that behind me, though. Honestly, when the game is over, I'm just waiting to see my family to go get me a funnel cake before we hit on the, get on this road. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, I say this respectfully. You have yeah. no excuses except for the ones you just used. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just what happened. Like when it, when people say when people say, oh, you went one and two. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. But y'all still suck. See, I'm a same energy type person. I'm a um You are, dude. Regardless of the outcome. No, I am. Regardless no, I of the this. outcome. You're I, love, in the year, I love this I'm about you. You are the same up. energy, dude. It don't change. It don't change. I'm I'm a I always tell people I'm a horrible winner. I'm a phenomenal loser, if that makes sense. Like I could take a loss like a man, but if you let me win, <laughs> you're not gonna like me. That is the best. Gerald McCoy joining us. All right, so what about yeah. tomorrow? I got a pretty good idea who you think is going to win tomorrow. Ultimately, though, what kind of a game are you expecting? What do you think it's going to come down to tomorrow? You know what, man? Um, offensively, they can be very explosive, but um, they haven't been as explosive in past years um, when the game has been of this magnitude with both highly ranked teams and undefeated teams going into the game. So if our offense can keep moving like they've been moving, putting up a lot of points, I think our defense can hold up. You know, our defense, I won't say they're great. I'm not going to, you know, jump off the bridge and say, oh, yeah, this defense is phenomenal. It's better than it's been in the last five, six, seven, eight years. You know, we're starting off better. You know, the competition we've been playing, if I'm being honest, ain't been high, high level. But even then, in past years, we wouldn't play high competition. Our defense still struggle. They're holding up right now. So if they can just sustain and our offense can score, I think we got a pretty good shot, man. I don't think it's going to be as cut and dry as people saying. You know, I had one of my boys, Christian Sam, I'm shouting you out, giving you a little air time. He texted me and said, man, I don't know why you online acting like y'all got a shot. You know they're going to blow y'all out. And I just text back, okay. He was like, why are you so dry? I said, because how I was raised is uh, you have a choice. Everybody's choices. You chose to text me some nonsense. I chose to respond with okay. So that's how you feel? Okay. Dude, you have no idea how awesome that is. Like, I don't want this to end. You, Everybody has choices. You chose to text me some mm-hmm. nonsense, and I chose to respond mm-hmm. with okay. You made your choice. I yeah. made my choice, and we all live with our choices. Am I right, Gerald? That's it. That's it. We make choices. And some people choose to go to Texas, you know, and then the smart ones <laughs> choose to go to OU. That's how it goes. Some people choose and lose and go to Texas. Hey, let me ask you something. Seriously, you were not at full strength last year either. Mm-hmm. You got smacked. Brent Venables, you know, generally yeah, you don't want to start 0-2, my mm-hmm. guy. How badly does he need this game? Nah. Yeah, yeah, nah, you want to go get this one, man. Um, you know, even if it doesn't end up on, you know, in our favor, last year is not – <laughs> what 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 we're known for, man? That's just no points, nothing. 
taking a beating like that, you know, and all all Texas fans keep tweeting me and my boys who text me, oh, 49-0, 40. I'm like, so, all right, it happened. So what? Moving on. Next. Do it again. Okay. You know, and I, I believe BV, I believe BV knows, you know, he may like, oh, well, it happened, we're moving on, but he's he's thinking about it. I played for him. I know, I know the man how he thinks. Promise you. It's posted somewhere. Smitty. Smitty, Jerry Smith, the, the strength coach, head over the strength and conditioning program, it's posted somewhere. And I guarantee you it was posted somewhere on a big board, on a screen, somewhere in the weight room, somewhere. It's somewhere in that facility. I promise you it is. Hey, Joe, next time somebody hits me, like, like I don't care. Like, I get it. I understand it. You understand it. I get it. It's part of the deal. Like, there's always going to be hate. Someone's always going to come at you with some vitriol. I generally just ignore it. But you know what? I got a new strategy. I'm just going to get dry with it and just go, okay. 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 Because okay. that'll just piss them off even more. Okay. Hey, hey, Rome, you suck. Your show All sucks. Right. You're the worst ever. Okay. Okay. That's good advice by you, dude. That is the best advice. Listen, I know it's a big one, and you made good. You said, you said, whenever you want me back, Rome, I'm here for you. And you showed up huge today, my guy. Hey, listen, I'm going to say this. Win, lose, or draw, I'm willing to talk about this game next week, the week after. Why? Because I duck zero smoke, man. My tune don't change. It's Texas suck until a guy called me home. That's how I go. (laughs) Nothing changed with me. Did you just say Texas sucks until God calls me home? Yeah. Dude, you are, yeah, a, dude, you are a walking one-liner today, my man. You are a walking one-liner. G, appreciate you yeah. so much, dude. Thank you very much. You just made <laughs> everything so much better. You have a great weekend. Good luck, yo. Thank you. Let me talk to you for a moment about one of my favorite products ever, HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? What it is is... Farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part, and you get to take credit. And when it comes to options, honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every single week. I love it. Comes right to the doorstep, all these tremendous ideas and great meals. Find out for yourself. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Use the code 50Rome for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Make sure to use the code 50Rome and get 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. The verbal diarrhea sent to me by Ben in the driftwood yesterday, who was so butthurt and so bent out of shape about me taking one week off from reading the written beefs that he actually sent this garbage in. Please don't call here wondering why we wrote our beef at all. We have no time for a vine. Leave that up, Alvy, but we remember yesterday when I called the Bears garbage and they went out and they punched the commanders in the face and made me look really dumb? And then I opened up the show by apologizing and saying, you know what, I should never called you garbage. I'm garbage. Hey, Ben, that apology is not forthcoming for you. That's still garbage, Ben. I'm not garbage. That's garbage. Like Ben, my guy. Why, why, why? <laughs> and by the way, I've answered that. Is that rhetorical, Nancy? I've answered that question a million times. Why? Why did they beat you on the knee with a lead pipe? Because they knew they couldn't beat you on the ice. That's why. Why, why, why did those goons hit me in the knee with a pipe? Because you were so much better than them, and they knew that they couldn't beat you and wouldn't be able to eat. So they try to take you out like the goons they were. That's why. I mean, back to you, Ben. You made Dino in Vegas and Parody Larry 
look like Beethoven and Mozart. If you're going to send me a song, and this goes for all of you, including you, Dino and Larry, if you're going to send me a song, don't. Did you get that? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? If you're going to send me a song, don't. Now, if you have to, can you at least do this first? Play it for another human being. Get another set of ears on it. I don't care who it is. I just know that if Ben had played that crap for anybody with a pulse before sending it here, that person would have stopped Ben from sending it anywhere, let alone to a nationally syndicated radio program. If Ben had any friends and a friend heard that, that friend would say, oh, hell no, brah. Why? Because it sucks, brah. Dude, no. Don't do that. That will go so badly for you. I'm telling you, bro, as your boy, I love you. Don't do that. Then none of us would have ever been subjected to that verbal diarrhea. You know what that was? That was a biohazard in the jungle. That was a biohazard in my ear, Ben. Both of them. Like the center aisle of a Delta flight between Barcelona and the ATL. A biohazard on this program. I had diarrhea dripping from my ears, Ben. And it's your fault, dude. You can't slam Imodium into your eardrums. God, dude. Just check in with one of your boys. Check in with one of your peeps. Check in with your tribe. Get some feedback. Anyway, my point is... I love clone submissions, in theory at least, but they aren't all winners. However, you absolutely know who's a winner. My gal, Abby. Abigail in San Diego. That's kind of her government. (laughs) Abigail in San Diego. Abby was already a legend around here for any number of reasons. Nobody like her. Yesterday, she sent me a time-lapse video on the X, she actually sent it to us all. It happened to us all. A time-lapse video of her brand new Jungle Ink. That's right, yo. Abby got herself a Jungle Tat. And not a small little tat either. This is a big swing. This is legitimate ink. You can check it out on the X at Jim Rome. It is pinned. And it's glorious. And it includes the hashtag War Lady Clones. Hashtag Hell War Lady Clones. yes, Abigail. I love it so much. I love it so much. But Abby, you know I have questions. Lots of questions. First, Abby, honestly, were you blasted when you did it? Were you blasted when you did it? And if so, be honest, Abby, I will not take offense to it. How hard are you regretting it right now? Secondly, have you looked into how much it's going to cost to have that ink lasered off yet? Because if you're having buyer's remorse and second thoughts, I'm guessing it's not going to be cheap. And I'm guessing it's not going to be pleasurable. That is a legit tat. There's a lot of ink there. Only person I know who can relate to that is my guy Mike in Albuquerque who made a similar commitment years ago with that caricature of me on his calf. Look, I'm not asking any of you to go out there and get yourselves inked with jungle references as a show of loyalty. I'm not asking for that at all. That is so far above and beyond. That is so next level. But I will admit that anybody who does go get jungle ink is going to immediately skyrocket up the clone rankings in my book. And Abby was already near the top because she comes up in here every single day because she's so aggressive, because she's always on the line, because she's got so much passion. She's a different cat now. Not that I needed to see this to prove it. I already knew that Abigail in San Diego was a different cat now. So, ABI, ABI, I know it's not your deal. I know it's not your deal. I know it's not your deal to call the program. No pressure. No pressure. Just know from me to you how much it means to me 
that you did that. And I would love to talk to you about it. The floor is yours. The platform is yours. If you want to discuss the mindset, the decision, whether you feel even better about it today or you hate yourself for doing it, anything, you're welcome to jump the line, come up in here, and you and I can talk about it. But I know you, Abby. I know that's normally not your deal, so no pressure. If you want the ink to speak for itself, I totally get that. Or if you want your last, your last call to speak for itself, I would totally get that too. If you want to walk off on that last call and never, ever call again, that makes sense because your last call was pretty legendary, which was also, by the way, on Dong Day. Abigail, be real. Abigail, is that you? Uh, Yes, it is me. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. What's going on? (laughs) Well, I just wanted to hash you, hash you, wish you a happy Dong Day. And I also have some choice words for E. Prick in Orlando, who is an absolute bore on the radio. So here we go. Those are her words for somebody else you want to go in on. Yeah, I don't know, Abby. Maybe you don't call today. <laughs> Maybe you don't call today. I'm just messing with you. Seriously, do call. Seriously, do call. Do call, but if you do call, I'm going to have to ask that you not use any of your electronic props. No cameos from objects that plug into the wall. You feel me? I think you know what we're talking about here. I'm not talking about your iPhone. I'm not talking about your ear, your your ear pods. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your apparatus. Your apparatus. Just keep it to a chat. A tat chat. A tat chat. If you want to go in on some other clones, like the way you obliterated that fool, that's okay. I'll leave it up to you, Abby. I mean, believe me, you've done more than enough. You've gone next level. Nothing but love and respect for you for doing what you did. If you want to come in and talk about it, the floor is yours. War Lady Clones. If not, even if you don't want to do that, you still got the much-deserved jungle shout-out because that is one of the most jungle things I have ever seen in my decades of doing this. Any jungle ink is incredible jungle ink, but your jungle ink is so next level and so beyond that. It is iconic. It is legendary. Hashtag war lady clones. Hashtag war War Abigail in San Diego. War Abby. What a big swing. Check it out. There it is. If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, if you can't see it on CBS Sports Network, just go to my Twitter feed. It's pinned. Jungle Inc. Mike in the ABQ, the OG of Jungle Inc., is proud of you. And so am I, Abby. Abby. Bring it in for Abby. U.S. Cellular knows how important your kids' relationship with technology is, and they have made it their mission to help them establish good digital habits early on. That's why they have partnered with Screen Sanity, a nonprofit dedicated to helping kids navigate the digital landscape. And for a smarter start to the school year, U.S. Cellular is also offering a free basic phone on new eligible lines, providing an alternative to a smartphone for kids. Start smarter with U.S. Cellular. Visit uscellular.com slash built for us to find out more. Restrictions to apply. Visit uscellular.com for terms. Of course, I'm talking about Shaq Barrett. Shaq, it is absolutely awesome to have you back and to speak to you today. How are things? Everything going good. Uh, got caught up. We moving into our new home or unpacking our new home. So that's why I was a little late. So my bad for that. My man, no problem at all. That's never a lot of fun. Hey, Shaq, I want to do this. Before we talk football, 
I want to take one moment and I want to check in with you personally. I want to express my deepest condolences for you losing your daughter, Araya, this past April. I know that you not only carry her spirit with you and always will. I know you paid tribute to her with a tattoo on your arm. How are you and yours doing right now? And how much has the support that you've gotten from the organization and the fans meant to you through the whole thing? Uh, so uh, it's Araya. The pronunciation is Araya. But uh, we're doing good, man, as good as we can be doing right now. It is a, it's, always, it's always going to suck. It's always stuff that, like, just make you think about or wish she was here. So it really doesn't get any easier. But, like, with the support, like you said, from the organization and all the fans, just made it, like, a, a little bit easier, like, at times, just to know that everybody, there's a lot of people in Alcon and, like, the way everybody's just stepping up and helping with stuff that I didn't even expect them to step up and help with, like in the organization, it just made everything like go as smooth as it possibly could in such a traumatic situation. Again, I am really, really sorry about that. Really, really sorry for your loss. And there is no easy transition to make. So I'll do that. And we'll discuss the team. The Bucs have won three of four. You're in first place in the NFC South. You hit your bye week. You talked about you're moving into your new home. How do you feel about this particular group, and how pleased are you with the first month of the season? I feel real, real good about the group of guys that we have on this team. We are like motivate each other to want to be better on the field. We got playmakers everywhere, so the play could be made by anybody at any given time. And I, I just, I just like the camaraderie we have in a locker room. We knew that the cards were stacked against us, odds were stacked against us when we was coming into the season, but we wasn't feeding into it too much or buying into it too much because we know the work we was putting in, all the uh, OTAs, training camp and stuff, and we knew that we could be where we're at right now, if not even better at a foreign. Though we just, uh, we, they had the Eagles had, they gave it to us that day, but we'll just leave that in the past. But uh, we, we, we knew that we could compete with anybody, man, and it's been showing these first four weeks of the season, and we happy that our hard work is uh, paying off right now. We just got to keep putting in that work because it just don't happen on Sundays. Is all the work we put in during the week that get us to get the results that we've been having so far. No doubt. You know that better than anybody else. Ten years in, Shaq Barrett joining us. In fact, you've always been a leader wherever you've been. So when you consider how young this defense is, is it even more important for you personally to lead from the front? And if so, how are you approaching it with this group? I mean, we like we young, but we do like Devin coming in. When Devin came in, he came in like leading right away. Levante been here for a minute. He been leading. I'm more of a lead by example or say something when I feel like something like needs to be said so I'll be uh, uh, trying to do that and trying to do a pretty good job at that but like for us to be as young as we are like everybody just buying in because we got a standard around here and the standard is set and the standard is a standard you got to meet the standard so that's how we've been able to like get guys like uh, Izzy coming in as a, a rookie, rookie coming in playing like Yaya at my position like everybody, like they just buying into everything that we have to to offer as a team and like the way we do things. So that's what makes it that much easier to find guys to just come in and play and be able to help the team right away because we got the standards, the standards set. Shaq Perry joining us. That's the absolute truth. I love that saying. The standard is the standard. The standard is the standard. And as my guy Ben Newman likes to say, standard above feelings. Shaq, for those who don't understand exactly what is the standard, and especially as it relates to the Tampa Bay Bucks, what is the standard that you're talking about? Well, you, you got coming in. You got first of all, you got to be accountable. You got to have your accountability. You can't be. Uh, what's the word? I'm talking. You can't have. Uh, not soft skin, I can't think of the word, but you got to have thick skin to be out there. You got to be able to take criticism. And you just got to execute your job. Like, we, like, coaches putting us out there and expecting us to be able to do, like, execute the, the play call that he called. So we got to just be able to execute that. No matter what the play is, he know that we got 11 guys out there that he has faith in that can make a play at any given time. So when that time comes for you to make your play, you make your play. We know as stuff happens, you might miss a tackle every now and again, but like we, we don't want that. We want people that's going to come in and, and be able to rise to the occasion and when it's time to make that big play, to be there to make the play. And like we've been saying that so far this season, like there's not too many people how defense hasn't made a big play yet for our team. So like we, we are just meshing together right now and we being able to execute the calls and just have fun out there. 
Shaq Barrett joining us during the bye week. They're 3-1. and one. Hey, Shaq, what about the offense? Before you go, I want to ask you about Baker Mayfield, who's playing for his fourth team in the last three years. He's making the most of the opportunity. I love the guy. I've, this has always been a big Baker Mayfield house. What are you seeing from him on the field? And is his energy and that giant chip on his shoulder, is that infectious and contagious to the other guys in the locker room? I think so. I think it is for sure. Just that passion that he plays with, and then, like you said, the chip that he has on his shoulder. Like I, like I honestly, like not just because he's my teammate. I, I, I like Baker for a minute now. Like when he was in Cleveland, I thought he was doing good. Then he got hurt, and people just forgot that he was playing hurt. So they started thinking that he was he was something that he wasn't. When he still was that same guy, just was hurt, and then not having no stability the next couple years after that. So now we, we gave him a whole off season to get used to the playbook and get comfortable back there. And now he's just showing what he could do with somebody believe in him and, and he's healthy. So I'm, I'm glad on our team. I'm glad that he's been playing what he's been playing because majority of our success most definitely always comes down to the quarterback and he's been doing a good job of leading our team that way for sure. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I think that he took a lot of heat in Cleveland because he's going out there week after week after week. And you know the guy wasn't right, but he wasn't going to complain. He wanted to be out there for his teammates. He wanted to be available, and he was just getting all sorts of heat for it, and he wasn't right physically. So it's one thing for somebody in the media to say that like me, but for you to say that, I think it's really high praise. Speaking of like physicality, you know, so much Shaq has been made of Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles and his goal of making it back this season if the Jets are still in it. If anybody can speak to this, it's you. You tore your Achilles in week eight of last season. How intense was that rehab, and how long was it before you felt 100% again? So the, the rehab is a, is a lot for sure, but uh, once I, I tore it, once I was getting my surgery, the doctor was telling me somebody came back in five and a half months. So once I heard that, I'm like, man, I got eight, nine months, ten months if need be. So I knew, like, the worst-case scenario, I'd still be able to be ready for the uh, the opening game. So I wasn't worried about it at all. But I think we took it pretty slow. And, like, when it was time to start hitting and ramping it up, though, that's when it, it was real intense. I think he brought to be able to do it, though, man, especially since he motivated the door. And I think he said something about, like, a new surgery that he got. And, like, Somebody came back from five and a half months and five and a half months before. So I think it's possible for sure, especially if you got the right mindset, because majority of it is mental coming back from them injuries. And I think that's what was good for me. I wasn't like they told me like surgery really bad is better than what it was before. So the chance of a repairing is pretty much close to zero. So I'm like, all right, I trust in it. I believe it. So just go out there and work like there's nothing wrong with it. But it takes some time to like get that full range of motion back because your foot be stuck in certain positions for months at a time. So once you get your, your range of motions back and all your flexibility back in it, you, you'll be good to go. I, I, you tell me otherwise, Shaq. I would imagine to your point you just made, like you want to attack the rehab, but it's hard to really attack the rehab until you fully trust it because you don't want anything bad to happen, right? You don't want to snap it again. You don't want to take a step back. So it's like this fine line of, I want to go as hard as I possibly can, but I don't want to do anything that might put me at risk, right? So this is fine line between being patient and being super aggressive. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, and just just trust your doctors when they say like uh, you should be good. It goes like hell, yeah, like the scars are healed. You ain't got to worry about it. like you, like three months later, you might just start rehabbing, like actually hitting hard or something. Because you're gonna have to take rough time for sure to make sure everything is like rehabilitation is secure and everything. So you will have to take that time for sure. But once that time is passed, you can hit it as hard as like your body allows you to hit, and then like the sky should be the limit for him to come back. I, I believe. Bucks are three and one. About five months. Yeah. Yeah, about. Mm -hmm. To your point, though, like if you have the right mindset, if somebody tells you, you know, it's possible, you can do it in five and a half months and you don't have any setbacks, maybe so. Like it seems to be mindset, right? He talks about manifestation and people kind of get like, that's woo-woo, man. There's something to manifestation, right, and mindset. If you think you can do it, you're obviously going to attack it in a different way. Do you believe in that stuff? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Like, <laughs> like if I knew if it was a chance for me to come back last year in five and a half months, and he told me that somebody came back in five and a half months, <laughs> I'd have been shooting for that for sure. But like, I knew I was out for the season because, like, mine happened like week seven and five and a half months was still the season would have been over. So, but yeah, like it's like yeah, if you set your mind to it and you saw that somebody did it before and you worked 
towards that, then you'll be able to go for show. It makes sense. Bucks are 3-1. and one. Shaq Barrett's on his bye week with the rest of the team. Shaq, I really appreciate you. I appreciate you making time for this, doing so on the bye week. Again, I'm really, really sorry for your family's loss, but really good to connect with you, hear your voice, and it's great to have you on, Shaq. Take care of everything, and really good to talk to you once again. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. You have a good rest of your now, day as well. No love and no respect to this guy. The big head. Yo, head, let's just jump right into it. How did that Thursday night treat you, head? Um, well, after that first drive, I knew I'd rather be on the biohazard diarrhea plan than watch the rest of the game or even horribly. If that answers it. Well played, head. If I, if I were you, I'd walk off on that line because no matter no matter what you have to say for the rest of the segment, you're not gonna top that. All that right you then. felt like you were on the biohazard diarrhea plane and wanted to walk off. Oh, my God. Worst or better ever. yet, pull the hatch diarrhea. from 40,000 feet and go out the emergency exit. Yeah, but I'd rather be on that than watch the commanders ever play football again. How bad is that, right? Ugh. Yeah, the, the, the manders didn't do us any favors. The manders did not do themselves any favors or us or anybody else. In fact, I don't know about you, but I damn near quit the gambling life completely. One drive into that game. I'm not going to lie, man. It was that painful. It really was. It was. Now, we can sit here and cry about it and complain about it, or we can get back up on the horse, get down, and more importantly, get right. Bounce back Friday, head. Head up. Especially in your case, dude. Let's do it. I know it's not easy to keep that head up. Yeah. Head up. Head up. All right, starting with the Bengals. Bengals and Arizona. Bengals at Arizona. I can't lie, head. Neither of these teams are who or what I thought they were a month into the season. Mm -hmm. The Bengals are nowhere near as good as I thought they'd be. The Cardinals, interestingly enough, are nowhere near as bad as I thought they'd be. That's the reason I really don't trust either one of them right now. Mm -hmm. What's the number, and what are you doing with this one? The number is cards plus three at home. Some puzzling bleep going on with these Bengals, like you said, that I cannot figure out. One, how four weeks into the season only Pittsburgh has a worse three and out offensive rate than since he does two how is joe burrow still joe klingler he is now had you did not fewest, do that dude he's still that you guy. did not has, joe klingler him he's my favorite player but i have to klinger him because he has the fewest yards per attempt maybe in the modern day history of 4.8 yards per pass with those weapons it's just not good and uh, finally, the other thing with them is that run defense. Since he has now given up 170-plus mm. yards in three mm. of their four games. But wow. good news, Jim, XR4TI show operative Jack Savage will be in attendance Sunday. Blasted probably, but operative Savage ha has a directive to light a fire and some asses down there and get this thing right. Is that right. true, dude? What's that? Yeah. The operative is going to be there. He's going down there. He's oh, going to light wow, some fire dude. and some asses and since he, Let me tell you I, something, I Savage. If you go to that game and your team loses, you can go ahead and not come back here ever again. <laughs> wow, I can't believe that. So you got some inside information. The operative, Jack Savage. Yes, he'll be in attendance. And he I is a he, giant Bengal honk. He is. Bigger than me, actually. He loves it. Through the bad years, he actually liked that team. Dude, I, I don't even know that guy. you like them. You just Joe Klinglerd. Joe Burrow. Well, I think Burrow finally loses the Klinger operative amnesia here and remembers who the hell he is at Joe Burrow, who was 19 and 8. I don't know, ATS. dude. Maybe he knows exactly who he is, but he's hurt. You ever consider that? No, no. It's not making sense to me. I'm not buying it. He was 19 and 8, Jim. ATS is an away quarterback. Yeah, dude, you got a tremendous threshold for his pain. Anyway, I go do. ahead. I do. Give me, give, me those, give me those numbers now that you pull out your ass. Go ahead. 19 and 8 before the season started as an away quarterback. Against the spread for Joe. That's how good he was. So, JT the Robot has some Bengals minus three here. Mm. All right. So, Bengal fan, I think we're beyond the whole <laughs> it's getting late early thing. In fact, I would say right now is a very good time to panic. You should find that panic button and jump up and down on that thing because you are one and three. Mm -hmm. And to the head's point, the offense is pretty much unrecognizable. And the defense just got lit up by one of the most punchless, toothless offenses in the league. Even more alarming is it wouldn't surprise me if the cards did rise up and punch Cincinnati in the face because the bottom line, they're not who I thought they were either. Mm -hmm. The Bengals, to me, are not going to be a factor this year. Hate to say it. At least I'm not clingloring them, but they're not going to be a factor this year. We're this season is not going to go the way other seasons have gone recently, but they should still have enough to be a factor Sunday. Even if they're not a factor late, Bengals 
Minus three. Nice. I'm with you. All right, so I'll give you a game that shouldn't interest me a hell of a lot, but for some reason it does. Jets v. Denver. And the reason it interests me, if you still buy the Jets on any level, you'll like this because you're getting value with the Jets Mm -hmm. going to Denver. But then you remember why you're getting value with the Jets. Because Zach Wilson is Mm -hmm. still their quarterback. Mm -hmm. So, Head, how much value are we getting with the Jets, and do you want it? You can bag a deuce and a half if you want the Jets, and I will do that. I'll take them. Sean Payton can officially throw that one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history fire he had for Coach Ritt last year or to start this season at his defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph, today. Aaron Schatz, the creator of DVOA, maybe the most popular advanced football metric there is out there, tweeted Vance Joseph's defense has the worst defense ever tracked by DVOA ever after four games. Even worse than your favorite 0-16 2008 Detroit Lions defense. That's how bad it is. And this Denver defense is a hell of a lot more talented than that one. But caution, the Jets still have that guy you just mentioned, Coog Hunter. And I know we live in a sensitive world now, but as long as the Coog Hunter doesn't play like garbage, the Jets should be fine here. Also, some quick trivia out there, Jim, for some clones here. Who was the leading passer on that 8 Lions team? Alvin? No. The big, the big, the big change is the. Yes, that's not trivia, dude. That's gratuitous. The original blow-ass fam member, right there, and the dude who forgot to wear his pants in London last week. Did you see that, Overlewski? Jets plus two and a half. So you don't J-E-T-S, even know his name. S Jets Jets Jets. Jets is not hard to spell. <laughs> You're something else, Ed. You really are, and I don't mean that as a compliment. Yeah. I do not mean that as a compliment. You are something else, dude. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you, you don't thank me. It's not a compliment. Just finish what you're saying, dude. That's it. Jets plus two and a half. All right. So again, if you, yeah. you you really are something else, dude. You are rich, man. You are rich. You are the the richest poor man I know. Thank Except the problem is he's not poor, man. There's nothing this guy won't. Anyway, if you had said to me before this season that both these teams would be one and three after four games, I would have said, "Get the hell out of here with that." Yet here we are. Here the bleep we are. Here we are. Bottom here line, are. given how bad, and you made a good point. I didn't know that DV, D-E-V, D-V-O-A, D-V-O-A. stat was what J-E-D. it was. J-E-D-V-O-A. <laughs> Give out bad touche, head. Uh-huh. You've been waiting a long time to do me like that, haven't you? You've been waiting, you've been waiting your whole life to do me <laughs> like R-S-T. that, D-V-O-A. R-S-T. Given R-S-V-T, J-E-T. Given how bad the Broncos D has been. Zach Wilson can be Zach Wilson, and they can still win this game because the Broncos' defense has been that bad. Besides, given that the Broncos cannot stop the run, I am more focused on Brees Hall than I am on the Coog Hunter. Mm -hmm. I like the value. I don't see the Jets losing four in a row, even with the C-H under center, J-E-T-S plus two and a half. It's disgusting. We're on the same page. Let's go to Lions v. Panthers. Head, double-digit spreads typically scare the hell out of me, but that's exactly what we have here. Lions minus 10, unless the line is moved. Typically, I would ask you, does that tell us more about the Lions, or does that tell us everything we need to know about the Panthers? And as always, the answer is yes. Dude, I know you love you some Lions, but do you love them enough to lay 10? That's right. I do love uh, them. Thanks, Stewie. I, yes, I do. Thanks, Stewie Elliott. That's right. Yes, Stuart Elliott. Detroit minus 10. I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to go with them. Last season, they won five of their last six, as we know. The lone loss was That's the right. Carolina Panthers that ultimately cost them a playoff berth in retrospect, and it was against Dick Hammer's grandson, Sam Darnold, alongside two backup quality <laughs> running backs, led up offense that went for 30 first downs dude i would ask you what you're on but i know that you're not like a drug guy you don't even drink that much beer anymore like like dude what is your deal today tea you are awfully loose tea tea yeah tea, tea. the green tea the tea's got your the tea's got your brain dude yeah the green tea's got your brain is that what that is that could be it yeah well Keep dial it back bro okay dial it back a little bit Anyways, dial it back. Walk, being... walk a straight line under the it influence of right. tea this guy's like DUI. Uh, uh, under the influence of tea. I can't come to work, boss. Drunk off my ass on tea. Go ahead. There it is right there. Point being, 
That was Detroit's worst defensive performance of all of 2022. Something tells me Cannibal's been mentioning that all week to his guys, and this Lions defense is actually better. They have the best run defense in football right now, 60 yards given up a game, meaning good luck for not-so-nice Bryce right now in his 156 yards per game he's putting up through the air. ATS Cannibal Vibes. Since 2021, he's the best home cover in the sport, 73%. That's a number, yo. That's a big-time number. Lions minus 10. Love the Lions, obviously. You have one cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. One ass cheek, three toes. Yep. I was going to make the same point. Not that exact same point, but I was going to say I love them ATS. I love them ATS. They've covered all but one game this year, but this is the biggest number they've gone up against. Good thing they are much better than the Panthers in every sense. Dan Campbell is an animal. He's completely flipped the script there. And he and the Lions are the last thing that a young quarterback like Bryce Young needs this week. So not only am I comfortable laying the double digits in this case, I actually feel pretty damn good about it. Lions minus 10. I mean, I so badly want to disagree with you, Head. I just can't. Not on this one. Good. Now, dude, I did bury the lead, didn't I? The game of the week, obviously, is Cowboys at Niners. I cannot Mm -hmm. wait to see what you do here because I feel like the Cowboys are in a must-win situation. I feel like the Cowboys might even be dangerous. It's not too often you can get Dallas and points. Then again, it's not too often that you go against your fam, your surrogate pop, Mike Shanahan, your stepbrother, Kyle. In fact, by not too often, I'm going to say I don't think I've ever heard you pick against that fam Ever. So the million dollar question is, is this the day you drop a piece? Well, a piece of cheese in that rat trap. (laughs) R-A-T-T, by the way. (laughs) Two T's. Are you going against your family is what I'm getting at. Well, I have picked against them. In fact, I was disowned in doing so. When? I'm betting Dallas in the playoffs last year against San Francisco. Oh, my God. I forgot. That didn't go well for me because they disowned me and they didn't talk to me all offseason. Dude, they, so, they, they don't know you, dude. It's one thing. Like, all right, all right, you know Cheryl Underwood. You proved it. I saw the right. picture. You mm. know some people. You don't know that fam. They don't know you. I think they love me. They don't yeah, know you, dude. They love me. They've never heard of you. The they hate me, and they don't know you. That's where oh, it stands. That hurts. That's how it true. is, dude. They hate me, and they don't know you. If, that's how it is. If that's true, that hurts, but I'm still laying the three and a half points, and I'm going fam here. Oh. Yes. I'm still going I thought with today Francisco. was the day. I thought today was the day you might go against the fam. Close. It's a three and a hook, so it's tempting. And uh, I hate that hook, don't you? Uh, yes, I do. It was four, so it went down. So mm. I'm like, okay, it's one thing, but right. it is what it is. Uh, so the Cowboys taking some cash. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, as your best player would say, Cowboy fan, this isn't the sissy challenge on Sunday. This, this is, is the San Francisco. You love that, don't you? Did you love, love that? that? That's one of the five I, I things you love. Rex Lee. Micah Parsons, two alpha yeah. on this show. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm sensing a trend. Yeah. You know what you love, dude? You love so. when I get owned. That's what you love. <laughs> By Rex no, Lee no, and Micah. Who's the bigger um, alpha? Yeah. Micah Parsons or Rex Lee? Oh, that's tough. It is tough. Who's a batter man? No, no, no. Uh, I'm going to go Micah. Okay, maybe a little bit. Anyways, they've been beating up on teams like the Giants, Jets, and the Mumblers, Patriots. Um, that's not the same thing as taking on my family here. Yes, the 49ers and Cowboys rank second and third in NFL in percentage of drives ending in scores, but if Dallas's uh, offense ranks 30th in the red zone against those teams they've played, it's going to be a problem in keeping up with Step Bros' offense here. His offense led by Big Clock Brock, as we know. That offense has scored 32.6 points per game since Big Clock the took clock. over, and he's also been the uh, – Leading passer rating quarterback in the NFL since he's been a starter. He is a guy who has lost one, hasn't lost one game that he's played. Get that plane down, dude. Get to the end of the segment. He's also 7 0 against ATS at home. And since 2021, Step Bro Kyle has covered 73% of his games as a home favorite for the fam. San Fran, minus three and a half. Get to the chopper head. All right, so Dallas got right by punching the hood and my half fam, my actual Mm. half fam in the face. And there was never anything wrong with your alleged fam. Mm -hmm. The Cowboys and Dak and the big fella and Jera will have you believe that things really are different this year, but I'd have you believe that they really aren't different this year, especially as it relates to beating Frisco. I don't see it. 
nor do I see the Niners not covering. They're just better. And Dallas is not going to have an answer for Christian McCaffrey, who has been incredible, even for him. They're not going to figure out their red zone issues. That still exists. And I still don't trust the man that one of our clones glossed, Whack Prescott. That's whack. On the big stage. And this is that. It's a big stage, even in the regular season. It says here the Niners are the ones to beat right now in the NFC. Not the Cowboys. Not the Elgols. The Niners. Frisco. Don't love the hook, but as you point out, it actually was four. So, SoCal Jim is riding with you, Frisco, minus three and a half. How One. about them, <clears throat> All right, so finally, Miami's going to host the Giants. Miami got humbled badly last week by the Bills, who definitely reasserted themselves and their superiority while the Giants were having an all-time terrible week, and they have reestablished themselves as, well... Ass. But as I mentioned earlier, no matter how good or bad teams are, double-digit spreads head in the NFL always concern me. Mm-hmm. And the Dolphins are, in fact, really good. And the Giants really are garbage. Mm-hmm. But what is the number, and what are you doing with it? The spread is Miami minus 12, and I will lay the points here. Um, Brian Dayball is the perfect jungle coach, A or F. Last season, A. This season, Joe Judge Jr. right now. I mean, do we really think his offense can run with Miami's offense, an offense that has an NFL worst 20% of their drives ending in scores, an offense that has scored three points in the first quarter this season and has been outscored by 68 points in the first half altogether thus far, and an offense that have played 0.0 offensive plays with a lead this season. Yes, my guy Vic Fangio's defense has been garbage, and his secondary has been ass. That's got to hurt, dude. You love that guy. That's got to hurt. It's it's hurt, but his secondary is hurt. Give him some time. It's very, very hard when you're on the – Field all the time in your Nobody gives a damn about points. his secondary is hurt. I know. Everybody's I'm hurt. Guy. I'm an excuse guy. Yeah, you are. Yes. Your um, own nothing guy. <laughs> one Except one car wash here, and a dog wash. And a few steers. A few, few heads of steer, I should one. say. Yeah. Concerning part right here, Jim. Uh, Danny Nondime's best role is as a road dog. He's 17 and 6 for his career. What? So that's pretty good. Yeah, believe it or not. That, that's one of the game. craziest stats I think I've ever heard you mm-hmm. spit. But anyway, as one famous player on their team would say, F you to the Giants, Dolphins minus 12. F you to the Giants, I'd say F you to my teammates. There you go. Incredible. You. Mm-hmm. So the Giants to me are the ultimate, and who would have thought so before the year? The Giants have become the ultimate get-right opponent. <laughs> and they are for the Dolphins, who just got their faces broken by the Bills. Yes, they did. And the Giants are the right team at the right, right. time for the Finns. Miami is the last team, though, the G-men want to see right now. Hell, if we're being real, I'm not sure there's a single team in the league right now that the Giants want to see. That's how jacked up they are on both sides of the ball. Despite the loss to the Bills, there is still a ton to like about the Dolphins and almost nothing to like about the G-men who can't seem to do anything right. Mm-hmm. Miami is going to run them the hell off that field and out of that building. Miami gets right. The Giants get embarrassed. Right. I will lay the points and do so happily. Nice. So, strangely enough, Head, mm-hmm. you and I are on the exact same page for every single game, which I hate, but mm-hmm. that's how it is. We win together or we lose together. And since we came off the rails, run it all back. Who do we have this weekend? All right, we got Bengals minus three at cards. Dolphins minus 12 v. Giants. Jets plus two and a half at Broncos. 49ers minus three and a half v. Cowboys. And the Lions minus 10 v. Panthers. All right, Head, you did it. That's probably the last important thing you have to do today. Go get some more tea. Let's get paid. Nice job, Head. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. Please don't call here wondering why. And welcome to the jungle. My name is Jim Rome. How was your weekend? Man, that was a hell of a weekend, wasn't it? It was almost like Zach Wilson somehow infected Patrick Mahomes. Like he attained the CH. Attained the hip. Yeah! I lost us that game and I cannot Did do Zach that. Wilson look like a Doesn't real quarterback during that game? Be or that he acted be like a real details. quarterback after the game? He is garbage. If anything, he was the reason the Jets had a prayer in that game. Yeah, so there's no point leaving him in the game, Mike. In other words, like, shut your mouth, Mike. Mike. Since when has that guy ever addressed a reporter by name? Only
Only when he's exceptionally pissed. Only when he lost by five touchdowns. Joshy Matt. I mean, this guy's supposed to be an offensive genius, and he's making Hunter Renfro disappear like Harry Houdini every week. Rudy Rudiger, one of the greatest stories in sports history. Got in garbage time that made a tackle on a kickoff. They made move- Sports movies generally right, suck, dude. especially the one that you just mentioned. Mike Jones is back. How big of a statement in your mind did the Bills make on both sides of the ball? They have re-established their to Erica. They are going to be as good as what we thought they could be. Did you tell him to stay home? And he's he's at home right now. Did you tell him to stay home? I'm not sure. You're not sure. He chose, what are you asking? What do you mean, what am I asking? He's dominating up front. Mm-hmm. I want to single out a clone who deserves a shout-out today. I'm talking, of course, about Nick Casario. So all you stuck nutters out there. And his legitimately rocket. exciting football team that he is building in Houston. Listen, Danny Penny's was painful, and he's been literally the worst prime time quarterback we've ever seen. But last night was not all on him. Daves has been skating. If he's on thin ice, we know he's going to plunge right into the freezing water. Dan Wetzel, that Hernandez, in fact, did not die in prison, but that Josh McDaniels had him killed in an industrial park. I hate to see any athlete hold any bit of this idea that Aaron Hernandez did not commit suicide in prison. He did. I, I don't know what's going on with Chandler Jones, and I feel bad for him and his family. Ryan, what's going on? Jim, what's up, dude? Hey, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? Right you are, Ryan, and now you're done. Right? Can you hear me, dude? Jim, what's up, dude? Rome, hey, Rome, dude? did you kill the lead singer of Smash Mouth? Rome, hey, Rome, you, you live in L.A., right? Did you kill Pee Wee Urban? Y'all need to look into the box for Tampa. Hey, don't let all this fool you. They may have missed on Dame, but they also might have just lit a fire under the ass of their superstar, an emo Himmy. I'm emo. Police say he deliberately crashed his SUV into a police station, blasting the song Welcome to the Jungle. Unless that guy gets out of the car, hit him with the silver bracelets, and he screams out, Now I'm done. Now I'm done. He's not one of us. Why would I give the middle finger to my teammates? Great work, Cindy. Great job of my hair. Boom. Uh, thanks, Jim. No. Right back at me with the double bird. All right, boss. Boom. Boom. Burn. Talking to Eric Burns. Eric, I love the fact that you've teamed up with Will Clark. You go ahead and you bring that. If, if the Giants don't at least have a conversation with him about potentially managing that team, I think they're crazy. <laughs> Jimmy, congratulations on the kid working for a production company. How does it feel to finally have one of your sons in porn? <laughs> Maybe you should make sure that your C is not within screaming distance of your own fans. I called a couple of days ago. Worst nightmare imaginable. I thought I trained for the fight. Got knocked out 30 seconds after the bell rung. One. <laughs> I might fly this plane back into the mountain, but it's not a real plane, it's a simulator. To your first point, the smack-off is a national holiday to him, so it's a kudos to you and what you're doing. Put it on the bathroom stall. I had a beef about DoorDash, but now I have a beef with that crybaby Ben. He has time to make garbage that makes Parody Larry sound like a Grammy winner. Hey, Jimmy, my beef is with you and James Kelly for calling things ass when they're bad. I mean, I like ass. Yo, personal trainer, bust my face up. I understand plastic surgery is expensive as hell, but more often than not, you get what you pay for. And if you pay one of your boys five bucks to break your face, all you're going to get is a shattered grill and not a chiseled jawline. Gerald McCoy. When people say, oh, you went one and two, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did, but y'all still suck. See, I'm a same energy type person. Texas suck until a guy called me home. That's how I go. War Abby. What a big swing. Jungle Inc. Bring it in for Abby. How is Joe Burrow still Joe Klingler? He is now... You did not do that, dude. He's still that guy. You did not Joe Klingler. Am Senor Pollard. I, El Rapido. Puka Nakua. Ah, Rosarena. Hey, stay out of the 858. Hey, fool. Shut up. Play like sh**. Oh, obviously not throwing interceptions. Can you hear me, dude? Yeah, Were you up, responsible dude? for two box death? He did not. I don't know what John Mara is doing. There is zero wrong with a good scrub. Something's wrong with you. Leave me alone. And we ate like a mug. Pretty fair. Good night now. Good night now.